An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 216. My name is J.J.M. Clark, Ross Jedi. J. as always, it's wonderful to be here back with you in the L5J studios. Kids, I'm afraid we have to start this week's show on a bit of a somber note. Last week, very suddenly, comic book writer and founder of Caliber Comics, Gary Reed, passed away. Uh, I would like to offer my condolences to his friends, to his family. My heart breaks for the Michigan comics community, of which he was a leader, uh, a mentor, and an inspiration to many. Uh, I was amazed at the amount of cool stories I heard pouring out over social media about Gary. I think I may have met him once, but I'm not even sure. Uh, but it sounds like most people who did get to know him were quite taken, moved, and inspired by the individual. So uh, our thoughts are with you guys. Uh, it'll be a tough time. But uh, the impression that I get from Gary is that he would have told you all to uh, shake it off, uh, keep a stiff upper lip, and keep making comics. Um, which is, you know, what we're here to do. Make your art, share it. Love it. Appreciate those that are around you while you can, kids. Um, <clears throat> rest in peace, Mr. Gary Reed. Uh, on a bit of a lighter note, this week on An Elegant Weapon, Hamilton Comic Con 2016. Uh, it was very cool to return. We covered the show last year as press. It was good times. This year was a little bit different as they changed venues. This year, the show was held up on Hamilton Mountain at the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum, which was as cool as it sounded. Having a comic convention in the middle of a whole bunch of B-52 bombers and Spitfires or whatever the hell they were, it was a very, very cool aesthetic. Much brighter, happier place to have a convention. Uh, it seemed to be a much more enthusiastic crowd. Uh, this is the same company that put on Niagara Falls Comic Con earlier in the year, which, if you uh, heard my coverage of, wasn't a bad con, but uh, wasn't the most enthusiastic con. Uh, things really stepped up this show. I think a lot of it had to do with the fine, fine lineup of guests. A lot of cool wrestlers, Eric Bischoff, Mick Foley. Uh, Lanny Poffo was there with Macho Man's Hall of Fame ring, letting the fans wear it while taking pictures with him. How cool is that? 
George Went was there, uh, Norm from Cheers, of course, and they did a cool thing with, it, with his panel. It wasn't actually a panel. They set up a bar, and it was beers with Norm, and you could sit around this bar and have beers with Norm and ask questions. Super, super cool idea. Brian Herring was there. He's one of the guys behind BB-8. He worked on Muppet Treasure Island. He's worked with Tim Rose for years. Um, I really wanted to get a chat with him, but uh, unfortunately, he was under the Disney gag order, and he wasn't allowed to give interviews. Gosh dang, secretive Star Wars-ness, but it was still very cool to get to meet him and chat with him for a bit. Very, very nice guy. Maybe in the future we'll get a chance to pod with him. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, Amanda Burse was there. Of course, Marcy Darcy from Married with Children, which was very cool. JDF was there. <clears throat> Jason David Frank, Green Power Ranger, of course, recently cast as Bloodshot. Uh, he was, as usual, the king of the con, because you know how his party likes to follow him around. That was until Mr. Brett the Hitman Hart walked onto that floor. Holy shit, kids. It's like the entire convention lined up for him. It was weaving, the line was weaving in between uh, exhibitors, artisans, artist alley, all down the aisles. It was the coolest, coolest thing, man. So, Brett the Hitman Hart, in the end, won Hamilton Comic Con in that regards. But uh, we won by hanging out over there in Artist's Alley, which uh, was also a very, very cool lineup of people. Phil Ortiz of The Simpsons was there. Uh, Tom Cook of uh, Filmation Animation was there. Gerhard of Cerebus was there. Uh, Super cool lineup of people. Uh, Also there was uh, one of the creative forces behind Ren and Stimpy, Mr. Bob Camp. Uh, He was on the show a couple years ago. We first got to meet and pod with him at Motor City Comic Con. And we got to do it again. I have yet another wonderful cartooning conversation with Mr. Bob Camp. Also... On the guest list lineup, before I actually get too into Artist Sally, was uh, someone we got to know a little bit back in Philly. I had the honor of moderating her panel at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, and that, of course, is Miss Denise Crosby. That's right, kids. Uh, we got her. We got her back. She came back, and we had a nice little uh, chat, quick little conversation. Very, very cool to talk to Miss Denise Crosby again. Um, but as far as the artist's alley, the conversations that you're going to hear after Miss Denise Crosby, you're going to hear uh, actually an artisan conversation. As you'll hear me say again, it's not too often that I get to combine two of my big passions in life, one of which is Comic-Con culture, the other, a Bora culture. Um, trees and being an expert of them. And I met an individual named David and he has a company called stick to the story. And what he does is he makes stuff out of wood. Very cool stuff. Staffs, Gandalf staffs, all different type of geeky inspired staffs, even like Doctor Who staffs. Uh, he makes wands. He makes amulets. He makes a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff. And he was fun to get to know. So I sat down and had a nice conversation with David of Stick to the Story. Uh, after that, uh, good old friend, Mr. Alfonso Espinos of uh, Studio Comics. We have another chat with him, and that conversation features a cameo by the one and only Dr. Stevil himself. So that's good times. After Alfonso is when you're going to get to hear me talk to Mr. Bob Camp. Bob Camp, good times. After talking to Bob Camp, I talked to Andrew Thomas, who is a local artist. He is on Oric of the Great White North, which is a really, really cool comic book. Um... 
a fantastically talented guy. I finally got to meet him at this show and, of course, conversate with him. And then after talking to Mr. Thomas, uh, you get to hear two of our zany, wacky Comic-Con regulars. And that is Mr. Keith Grichow, who makes those children books uh, with his mother. And he's got a brand new comic that I am super in love with. It's called Saltwater. I super, super dig it. Uh, It's everything right up my alley in my wheelhouse, as you should say. Uh, Sci-fi, time travel, chronology, space. It's great when you stick all that stuff together. I love it. So we talked to Keith Pachow. And, of course, we end the show with uh, the Joe Schuster Award-nominated creator behind the homeless G-Men and many other fine, fantastic titles, Mr. A. Shea Han. Uh, Shay really had my back this weekend, allowing me to be his booth babe on Saturday. And uh, Shay, you're super cool, and I'll be your booth babe anytime, dude. Uh, we went out for pints and tacos at Gallagher's near Hess Village Saturday night, and we uh, shared a lot of uh, insightful insights. And I had a really, really good time doing that. So uh, thank you, Shay. Uh, thanks to everybody who took the time to talk uh, with me. As always, kids, here we go. Uh, starting it off for Hamilton Comic Con 2016, my conversation. Uh, she played Lieutenant Tasha Yar. She was on The Walking Dead. She was in Pet Cemetery. She is currently on Ray Donovan. Ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Miss Denise Crosby. Okay. Miss Denise Crosby, it is so wonderful to see you again after our adventure in Philadelphia earlier. Uh, Wasn't that a good weekend? That was really fun. Yeah, really we had fun. A blast, a blast. It was a big opportunity for me. I got to moderate so many panels that weekend. Yeah. As uh, I did with you, and it was lots of fun. Uh, you are so down to earth and chilled, and so obviously <laughs> enjoying yourself at these things. It's a lot of fun for you. Sweet. Yeah. Of course. You know. I mean, the fans. You know, make this, make this, uh, make this show. I mean, we wouldn't be in. You know, I'm, we're very grateful for um, for the opportunity to come and you know see the people and touch base. And you know, I'm always I'm always moved by you know some story. I never leave these shows without you know having you some kind of something new. Like every show. Well, like for instance, today um, this gentleman came up to me with his two kids. And he said, you know, he was in the Bosnian War. What? And we kept him going. We're what kept him going. And I went like, oh my God, I had tears in my eyes. I had to like get up from the table and, you know, kind of like catch my breath a little bit. I was so deeply moved. Um, You know, that's that you're, you know, you have no idea what, who you're reaching and who you're touching and what it means to them, you know? So it's, it's, you're just working. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're lucky enough to, you know, be able to, you know, have a have a gig, so it's really um, amazing when you come to these shows to to hear what is being, you know, received and how it's being received. You have no idea otherwise. Well, you were showing love a bit for uh, a lot of people with Trekkies and Trekkies too, because that was kind of on the cusp of things. That was a, that was a little bit before this whole thing kind of really exploded. You know? You're right. You're right. So you know that was a. a really unique original thing you pulled off and when we did your panel in Philly we of course we we talked all the Star Trek and all the Walking Dead and all the everything but your TV career has been extensive and you've been on so many cool shows at this point you were on the original Flash show yes yes yes, yes. Well, what was that like 
Wow. So that was, talk about, you know, kind of ahead of the curve. I mean, that was, you know, that was just in the beginning of like, you know, all the, all the comic book explosion and, yeah. and you know, um, we had a great time. It was just a fun show. Um, and, you know, it, it, it it was just a blast to do, you know, all these different, I love, I love being able to hop around and, you know, do all these different things. Yeah, because you've done so many different things. Uh, would you ever do one of the new shows on the CW? Oh, God, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah. Have you ever watched any of them? Are you a fan of them You know, I, I've watched a little bit of, of Gotham, you know, but that's, that's, I don't know what, it, what's, I forget what channel that's on. That one's on Fox. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's still a great show. Yeah. Well, James Frain and Robin or Taylor were right. in Philly with you. Right. And uh, I got to do their panel as well. What nice guys. Right. Well, we were talking yesterday about how that was such a great weekend of down to earth celebrity yeah, guests who were just there having a good time. That's cool. So polite to everybody. Yeah. Know? It was. It's not, all, you know, you never know what you're going to get, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But It'd be cool to see in one of those. I know, I know, I you know. You know? Let's yeah. hope. Yeah, Fingers crossed. Uh, it's been the 50th year of Star Trek. Did yeah. you do anything special or um, any special shows or anything like that? There was a, um, in, over Labor Day weekend, there was a 50th um, sort of anniversary New York show, all Star Trek, you know, honoring Star Trek. So right. that was at the Javits Center, and that was pretty spectacular. That was, that was cool. And then, of course, the big Vegas show in August was a huge okay. celebration. Right, the right. big Star Trek convention yes, they have there. But yeah, that was that was pretty. They did a spectacular job. Um, Mac Cosmetics, you know, released a 50th anniversary um, line of makeup this year. Okay. And they in Vegas had a huge replica of the bridge. Okay. In the center of the convention of your floor. Bridge or the original bridge. Both. Really? Yeah. Okay. They had at one side our bridge and one side the original bridge. Right. And they um, they had all these uh, people in cosplay right. from Mac okay. and they stayed in character That's fine. and they were really good yeah. they were really good and then we did you know they did a demonstration of makeup and gave me you know I have a big kit of Mac cosmetics awesome. now of from fit oh let me think oh on my toes I have okay, I have nice. I have skin of evil they're all named they're all named after you know yeah there's like the hollow dag there's right, right. there's you know live long and prosper they're all you know yeah, yeah, colors sure. so what do you got going on right now you working on anything that's happening well right now you know Ray Donovan is is down for uh, the season but it's coming Days, back yeah. for yeah. for um, for a fifth season and so now it's just you know kind of doing a couple uh, con appearances right. and um, you know just just being mom right now right right. yeah well that's the most important job, absolutely right? i'm sure it's the most fun as well absolutely so, ladies thank you so much it's of always course, a pleasure darling. to you i can't wait till the next time and I you happen sooner than later and you thanks so much you got it oh so wonderful to speak with denise again I love that Brad. She's so super cool. If you ever get a chance to meet her at a can, go meet her. And 
super cool. So uh, after that, I'm going to bring to you that uh, combining of passions that I talked about with Comic-Con culture and Abhor culture, making stuff out of wood, talking to David of Stick to the Story. This guy's blowing up. His company's blowing up. You're going to hear all about it. And uh, he's very talented, very cool guy, deserves all the stuff that seems to be coming his way. Uh, here is us talking all about it. Stick to the Story. I'm with Dave. Dave is with Stick to the Story. Uh, as I said before, <laughs> it's uh, it's not often I get to combine two of my big passions in life, con culture and abora culture. Like we said, trees and Star Wars. Trees and Star Wars. <laughs> right. What better things do you need in life? And uh, sorry to make you repeat yourself. Oh, that's okay. But six or seven years ago, you yep. started this because of Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. It was a Santa thing. And... Um, yeah, that's he. He had ordered a, a staff, and I made a staff for a professional Santa, and it sort of went word of mouth from there. And we started doing small um, ren fests and festivals, and right. now it's grown into where we're doing the larger comic cons. And uh, last year, my online sort of exploded, and now we sell all over the world. That's so. cool. And where are you based at? In we're, Falls, we're, we're in Welland. Welland, oh, Ontario. Welland. Okay, yeah, right yeah. on. Yeah, so. yeah. Not too far out of the area. No, no. Pretty yeah, much yeah. the same area. That's so. cool. Now, so were you into woodworking at all before you looked at that Santa stick and thought to yourself, I could yeah, probably Yeah, I was always into, into, like, making my own stuff. And, yeah, oh. No problem. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, we're, we're taking out the, the Funko over. Pops. Yeah. Funko Pops everywhere, Funko kids. Pops are going to fall over. You're going to watch the yeah, falling walls of Funko yeah, Popness. That's right. That would, have been, that would have been a good uh, good yeah. uh, thing. Having oh, yeah, that over would have been cool. We would have wanted uh, to get that on video, but yeah, either way. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, I sort of was always into into uh, wood carving and, and stuff like that before, but never on any grand scale or anything right right so, Did, were you ever taught or you just mess no around i just sort of self-taught like yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that was pretty much it make my own staffs and canes and, right, right. And, and stuff for for using going hiking and when, when our kids were younger we used to do a lot of a lot of camping and stuff, so just okay. whittling around the. Were fire. you always a fantasy guy? Is this oh, kind of yes. con was, or was, you're a fantasy fan? Yet? I was. I've I've been a big Star Trek fan okay. since I was in my teens, right and, and so I grew up. You know, I collected Star Trek when I was younger and stuff. But as I got a little older and we had kids, you know, things changed, and I sort of grew out of it. Right. But one of the interesting things now, doing these cons, and now that my kids are in their like late early 20s okay. is that they've rediscovered a lot of this stuff now right. so Star Wars and, and yeah, that so, comes around so now I'm sh- being able to share my passions when I was That's a kid fun, with them it? so it's really interesting to uh, right, right. to see that but it's nice like you know I have my daughter here today Jessie who does right her on. art so now we're combining what I do with what she does and, okay. and um and it helps promote. Oh, that's her, super fun to get to stuff. work together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so it's all completely original ideas. Do you yeah, ever kind yeah. of do any custom like like, oh, like yeah. recreation do, of stuff? I, yeah, like I do. Like as you can see here, we have there are some Gandalf staffs. Okay, yeah. Uh, Gandalf ones are popular because because of the right. show. Yeah. So I and then of course the Harry Potter ones. I I do Harry Potter. Okay. I call them inspired ones. They're they're not exactly the same. They're similar, but. Every single one that I carve, so say, do an elder one. Right. Well, um, yours aren't made from a mold. You're that's actually right. taking, actually a, concrete taking piece a piece of wood. Of wood. Yeah. And, and so, even though I might have five elder ones, every single one is different. Right. There are never right. two well, that are going to be exactly one of the same. Kind pieces. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't use any um, any uh, uh, lathe or anything. Everything's all hand done with a whittle knife. 
and then I go back with a burning tool and I'll burn all the uh, So it's the very details. simple, very yeah, simple yeah. kind of I, process. I don't use any lacquers or I try to keep things as natural as oh, possible. Oh really? Because so, they so all seem to, a lot of them seem to have, is it actually, just the type I use, of wood? No, or? I actually use uh, a linseed oil and oh. linseed oil is really good because it, it seals the wood but uh, it's a natural occurring Right, thing right. it's not like a lacquer so product, you can see yeah. you notice none of them have like a shine to them They're, but it, it they right it has right. a it's a nice staining it also seals the wood so once you coat it with linseed oil you usually can get a couple of years and then every couple of years you might have to coat them but okay. they'll last forever so yeah so, for sure right on and you said uh, what various types of wood you're using just yeah, whatever um, you get your hands on well i i because we're in Niagara, I have a lot of um, uh, people that own um, apple orchards right. around our area. So I sort of befriended a few of them and said, hey, I'll make you a cane. And, uh, and they're like, oh, well, you can go pick from our, our wood pile. So every spring or fall when they when they do all the trimming of the of the different apple trees and right. the cherry trees, they, they'll have like a big sort of surplus pile that they'll burn in the spring. Right, right. So they allow me to go and pick whatever I want. Cherry, of course, that's a nice wood Yeah, and, and yeah. so that, you know, it, it's great because I have access to so many types of woods because most of these places have, you know, hundreds of acres of land that they're right, clearing. Right. Yeah. So they're not just clearing their, their farm trees, they're clearing all the other ones. So, yeah. I, I, which is great for me because I get apple wood, cherry wood, lots of willow. Right, right. Um, Do you have a preferred wood that you like to work with? I like the apple and cherry. That's sort of my favorite ones to work with because it's relatively soft when it's, when it's, um, uh, when, when you first cut it. So if it's right. green, it's relatively soft and it's easy to carve, but as it dries, it gets really, really hard. So it right. makes a really, and they, that wood tends not to split or crack. Right, um, yeah. Willow is a nice wood to work with too, because so it's- So like malleable. Yeah, it's malleable, yeah. yeah. And um, we, we are, we're also lucky because the our property, I have a huge wisteria bush. So nice. I incorporate, incorporate a lot of the, you can see some of the stats. Yeah, you got I'll the little intricate the, vines. Yeah, I'll wrap yeah, the wisteria yeah. around it. And that's a great, great wood to work with. Have you but, had to learn much more about wood then? Is it something you've I, I, it was Yeah, anyway? it was sort of over yeah. the last five or six years. It's just sort of studying it. And, right. and, and, and there, the internet's a great tool because... You know, right. yeah. it, everything's on there, so you can look it up. Yeah. But it, but it's all just self-taught. And then I, um, you know, what the wood presents, like I'll see, like there's one over here with an owl on the top. If you look beside the one, the white one, right, right. to the side. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll see the animal or something in it okay. already, and then yeah. I'll just try sort to work of with the natural work with the natural. So I try to keep things as, as natural as possible. Yeah, but it's, it's beautiful work, but some of them you know then i'll do more like i said the gandalf style i do a lot of uh, you'll see some with antlers on it yeah so that yeah. The, that's where i'm lucky too i i have uh, friends that gather the antler sheds so i'll use antler sheds on them i get elk right, right. and de there's elk and deer nice here, the so. cobra is sweet yeah yeah, yeah. and then I'll, yeah so and and there are sometimes i'll do a lot of like i'll get uh, a lot of custom orders for like traditional native style okay style style stuff so i have one there so i'll do traditional native symbols and right i do on. a lot of viking and celtic runes right, and right. Symbols. i guess they all take different amount of times depending on the intricacy of exactly the staff. yeah like, yeah what's exactly. the longest you've ever worked on one um i i think the longest well probably is the um, the one with the, the antlers on it okay. they take a long time because you got to a detailed carving. There's, there's, and there, there's a whole, but to make a staff and a cane, there's a whole process. Like I'll get that's one of the big questions though. Get how long does it take to carve these? 
So the carving, the actual carving might only take a couple hours, but there's a whole process, and you being a wood person would know, you have to gather the wood, you got to season the wood, yeah. and then by the time you get to it, it, you know, it could be six months, so plus it's also weather bound, so it's right. getting the wood at the right time of year. So yeah, if you get yeah. a green piece of wood, you might have to season it for three, four, five, six months before yeah. you connect. And then you go through it. If it's all splitting apart, you toss that out. Right, And right. the stuff that doesn't split, that's what you use. Yeah, because right? some stuff just it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. want to hold together, you know? Yeah, that's I mean? right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's beautiful stuff, man. All right, uh, so brag for a minute. Sure. Uh, because uh, I followed you on Twitter. Right. Uh, with your 23 and a half. <laughs> 20, 23. 20, no, almost. No, sorry. 20 point, was it 23? 27.3. 27.3 thousand right. followers. How did that come about? Not saying, you know, it's sure. not warranted. But oh, yeah. No, okay. So it's a lot of Twitter followers. Yeah. So man. what happened was uh, <laughs> last year I never had a Twitter. I wasn't. You know, I, I'm somebody that just got a phone like two years ago. <laughs> right so I'm one of these technology, you yeah, know, yeah. how would you say? Uh, uh, Old newbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so last year we, we did uh, Hamilton Comic Con yeah. and um, Nichelle Nichols, which is Star Trek from Uhura. Yeah. She uh, she wound up purchasing two of my, one of my canes and one of my staffs. Right. And um, when 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 she when she she came to our booth and then I went back to hers and it was over a two day thing. And uh, I actually wrapped them up and sent them back to her LA home. Oh, nice. For, and yeah. so what happened was she took a bunch of photo ops with me and basically said, hey, uh, if you want to use these, you should start a Twitter and, you yeah. know, it'll help you out and you can promote. So that was the thing. So I started a Twitter and that was almost a year ago to this day. Wow. So put it on and within three days we had like 3,000 followers that just because. Oh, yeah. For yeah, there yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then I just started posting pictures of the stuff that I made right. and when I post it on there now then it then it's like well people like it and then I'll get people oh, could you sell that and then sure, it transferred sure. into the so so as it started to grow um, we started getting more celebrities that were following us or would see Michelle Nichols with right. my cane and then it was like oh I saw her with it and then I would get orders so that's cool it started man. even exploding more so Promotion goes within, a long way. <laughs> exactly, and within within a year, it's up to up to like twenty seven thousand. Wow. And now it's all I I don't really do a whole lot. I just put my stuff on there, right? And yeah. then I follow. That's why people thing. are following you yeah. is to see your stuff. And, the, right? and one of the big things too is that if it's legitimate sites on Twitter, I'll follow them back. So right. like I follow a lot of people back, but right. I also go through and I kick a lot of people off because. Oh, yeah, as a Twitter house, person, yeah. you got to clean, especially like I'm dealing with kids and stuff that buy my stuff. So right. usually every week I'll go through and kick all the junk off. And, right, and, right. Um, how, how far of a reach are you getting? Where's like um, the farthest the way you've uh, had we've an We've actually sold to just about every country now wow. except for maybe three or four that just don't allow shipping from Canada. Right, right. Um, that one of the things that I really? had. There's places you can't. Oh yeah, ship there's certain certain places that just you can't ship. Uh, I didn't know that. There's like like places in Africa that are just you're not allowed okay. to ship there. Right. Um, there are some places in the in um, in the Middle East that they just you're not wow. allowed to ship to those countries. Did not know that. So uh, some of the Ukrainian countries, it you got to be careful. But right. one of the big things about shipping, what I do is you got to be careful the type of wood you ship too, because there's certain woods that aren't allowed. A to lot leave of the country, especially yeah. ash with the ash borer. Emerald ash borer. So absolutely, I have yeah. to be really careful, and especially when I ship stuff. Uh, you know, I I've always market made in Canada type of wood, and normally if I'm shipping it out of country, 
I'll actually take my blowtorch and I'll blowtorch the wood. Now you can say it's heat treated. Ah. And if it's heat treated wood, most places will allow it because it'll kill any oh, bacteria, yeah, bugs, yeah, yeah. Or fungus so, that's in there. So usually yeah, I'll go yeah. over my anything that's going out and, and it's heat treated. A lot of them I touch it with a torch anyway. Sure, so sure. That's it'll smart actually thinking, seal no? the seal the um, right. the, the linseed oil in. So yeah. but it, it kills two birds. Is there any kind of community for this? Like has have you met any other staff makers or oh, yeah, woodworkers um, that I, you're kinda like you know, I, I do at the shows. I, I like I'll meet people at the shows, but most of the people will be like, "Well, I make these, but not as intricate." You okay, know, yeah. they're more, um, more. Uh, how would Just you a say? Hobby kind yeah, of like thing. a hobby they thing. Yeah, like a hobby thing. Right, sure. right. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you, you meet people that make the wands. And stuff, but I always encourage people to make your own stuff too. So, so is this is this a full time thing for you? No, this no. This is no. just part time. Right. I'm actually. Okay. Uh, so uh, Monday to Friday, my real job. Yeah. I'm actually uh, a driver trainer for a major trucking company in in uh, Canada here. Right on. Yeah. And I've been with the company for 22 years. Right on. Yeah. So I just I'm a driver trainer for, and I right. teach people how to get their AZ license and oh, for the cool. company. Yeah. And, Take guys out, it's so. weird because people will hear like I've been doing this show for like five years, right? And you know, people don't. I don't talk a lot about my personal life. If you're a regular listener, you probably know what I do for a right, living, right? But generally, people at the shows I meet and stuff, you know, they're like, "So, what do you do? And full time podcaster? Yeah, no, I'm a tree climber. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, exactly. What, what so. do you mean you're a tree climber? And then I'm amazed because I have to explain it to them. Right? They're right. like, "So, what do you do once you're in the tree? Yeah, yeah. And I, well, like prune it or remove whatever, exactly. right? Yeah, like yeah. tree surgeon, tree doctor. And then they're like, "Oh, okay." But uh, so. it's neat. One other guy I met in Philly earlier in the year. Right. And uh, he's a bow maker. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, long bows and stuff. And right, he does it right. all the same way. No treated or anything. Yeah. Just pure. And all, wood, it's, it's, a, it's funny. I'll, it's get, I'll get people to ask, ask me, hey, can you make a bow? Can oh, yeah? you make, make this and make that? And some things I can, but there again, it, it's time restriction on right. what I can well, do. Well, you'd have so to I, learn if they want. It depends if they, I guess, want to, woo, something's going on. going on. Yeah. Woo. So, um, probably Brett the Hitman Hart, who's here. He so. took over. Yeah, I thought GDF yeah. is usually the king of any con he goes to, but right. Brett Hart walked in and this whole place lined <laughs> That's up. That's right. It's like everybody so. in the building lined up to see Brett Hart. Yeah. But, uh, I guess it depends also, like, is it a decorative bow? If people want something to function, then you yeah, have yeah. to go and learn how and, to and actually, Exactly, you know. yeah. And, and, and with my staffs, all my staffs and canes, I try to make them decorative and functional. Yeah. All the, all, everything I make is all, you can take it out and take it go on hikes. Hike, sure. But if you want to put it on your mantle above your fireplace, like... Michelle Nichols did, right, right. And, which was really neat because she so sent me cool, the picture right? and it's like, yeah. oh, here's your thing. And, yeah. You know, we talk on Twitter every yeah. month. I got to moderate and... a panel with her at yeah, the Great Allentown yeah. Comic Con. Yeah. Wow, what a lovely woman. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was such so a, Such an icon. So nice and, and, yeah. and here today, like uh, Denise um, I just uh, chatted Denise with Crosby. her. Yeah, she's actually a bit of a friend and yep, just yep. a lovely woman. She, she, I talked to her yesterday. Supposedly, she's going to come to our booth. She wants to get one of my wands. So, oh, yeah? So, she's supposed to be coming over once I'll it dies sure down. I'll make sure that and, she does. I yeah, will the, make sure. It, well, it's yeah. funny. The, 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 the event coordinator or her handler right. was the same one that was with Nichelle Nichols last year. So when okay. I spoke to her yesterday, she's right. like, he was telling... Denise, all about us uh, last year. This whole year. story, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool, so it was, man. it was really neat. And, uh, that's what I've always wanted to uh, 
Because there's certain areas around where I know there's really old ewes. Yeah, yeah. Really old, big, yeah, yeah. thick ones. And there's very few that you can find that are old enough around in an urban area right, that yeah. you could actually make a make longbow out of. Right, right. right yeah. uh, like Gage Park. Yeah, 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 Gage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to dump chips there. And right, I'd right. be so tempted to like just cut off just a giant stock. Oh, yeah, I could yeah. Just, you know. I and use like such a nice wood, way. but you oh, need yeah. a solid good wood like that. Oh right? yeah, so. yeah, and it's just so bendable too. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I don't know if it was the actual same U yeah, as yeah. English U. But well, that's where, you know? like, I I use uh, like I have a uh, one of my Gandalf staffs. Right. And, so that's actually sumac. Is and that a sumac? That's a piece of really? sumac. Yeah, like see how it's almost a yellowy <laughs> yeah, color, right? Yeah. But it's a really nice light wood, and it's really nice to work with. But what's great with those is that's the root system on the top. Right, yeah. So that's where I'll make the all the, the you know, the naughty sure. part of the thing. And they're great for making Gandalf stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I and got in trouble a bit ago. Some old man was angry that I broke a few in the forest. And oh, I'm yeah. like, we're in the woods, and it's a yeah. weed under it's a my weed. tree, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a sumac. It's a glorified you're weed. You're so pretty. So. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not in my mind. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So. But, uh... That, it's a beautiful stuff, man. It's absolutely oh, amazing. Yeah. So is the main site just uh, stick to the stick story. to the story. Or? We're on on uh, Facebook and and Twitter and we're. Do you have a main website or? No, we haven't yet. That's that's one of the things I am going to be working on is okay. is, a, is a main website. And um, but if people are interested, they can get yeah, you can just go. Facebook yeah, yeah, we do wherever. custom orders, especially my want my wands ship all over the all over uh, the world. Right on. Um, we have a few stores over in England, uh, New Zealand, oh, Australia. Also, cool. oh, you do like commissions for like this, or not commissions, but uh, what do they call them? Like, uh, what's that word? Like bulk sales? No, or? like you send things to stores and they sell it. Yeah, at, they'll uh, sell it. You know. uh, yeah, well, it's on a commission, but right, most right. of those consignment. The, That's consignment. The word I was thinking for. Yeah, yeah, if it's local stores, normally the ones that are overseas, they'll buy in bulk, so they'll buy like twenty wands and right. ship them over. They buy a lot of my like my wands that I make with because I put stones and copper and try to make them more like metaphysical or right, Wiccan right. and stuff. The the one thing doing this I found is that you have to cater to such a large. Uh, audience, so as you can see, I got Star Wars staff, yeah, Doctor to dragons, to Doctor yeah, Who, yeah, yeah. to my own style, to to native traditional, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 I find that'll um, attract a, a, a bigger audience. Oh yeah, um, you gotta try and please as many people as you yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. Right? But yeah, you're yes. gonna have me nuts over the next few weeks. I'm gonna be nothing but like every tree I. Oh yeah, down, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Like looking that's, for staff. That's hard and for wands, me man. when I go for walks. It's right. like, oh, that'd be a good piece. That'd be a good piece. That'd be a good right, piece. Right. right. Well, we so. may have to uh, work out a little something, something. Oh, I may yeah, have to yeah. find you some uh, specimens to work with. As I was telling you, I've got that piece of wisteria right, at home. Right. It's one one like, of the interesting pieces uh, that that I got got last year was uh, Niagara on the Lake. Um, which is a historical War of 1812. Right. Uh, pretty much the whole town is a battle site. Yeah. So there's a, one of our favorite restaurants down there we go to to all the time. And right across the road, there was a house all tore down. And so we went over and inquired what was going on because you don't see a lot of houses tore down in Niagara-on-the-Lake. You're usually heritage so, or something. Yeah, so yeah. the neighbor came out and said, oh, there was a big scandal here. People that bought this house tore it down. It was 180 years old. Oh. They weren't, didn't have permission to tear this house down, oh. and it caused a big ruckus. Well, yeah. So the building was all demolished, and the loader was there. It was all taped off. So the neighbor said, they're coming to take this way away tomorrow. Do you want any of it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. She goes, well, here, there's a there was a big oak I-beam 
all hand hewing. Wow. Laying on the ground. So she went over and picked up to so her, take this. So I took it home. And yeah. I'm freaking, what am I going to do with this? Like, yeah, yeah. So my wife's like, oh, you should make pendulums and pendants out of it. So I started carving pendulum, oak pendulum pendants. They're 180 years old. Some of them still have the old square head nails in That them. is awesome. So I actually have some here today. They're right on the on. table over there. Great pieces because what's really interesting is think about this. It's a 180-year-old piece of ivy, which means that piece of wood that was taken to build that was probably local. It's probably old-growth forest. Right. So it means that the wood that that was built from is probably hundreds of years old, which makes that piece of wood probably within the four to the 600-year-old right. range. So you're actually getting a piece of history That's really, when you really, buy really, one really of these. Cool. So I put, I do them with uh, Celtic ruins or uh, yeah, or Nordic yeah. ruins. I do a lot of Celtic symbols That's beautiful, man. and yeah. stuff. But it, it's neat the whole story with that. So when I sell them, you're actually getting a piece of piece of history. Dude, I will say because sometimes I work on heritage trees, right? And not right. necessarily removing the tree, but I have to take the dead wood out of the tree. Something right. Can Right. Be, you know, some of that stuff 600 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, like yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Like sugar maple and stuff. Exactly. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, so, very, very cool stuff. Yeah, Everybody go check out Stick to the Story and Dave's fine, fine work. Uh, it's really cool to meet yeah, you, man. Nice I can't to wait meet you. to uh, talk to you more in the future. Yeah? Excellent. All yeah. right. Good stuff. All right. Very cool, huh? Uh, get wood. Make stuff out of it. Send him wood. He'll make stuff out of it. Just go buy the wood that he's already made stuff out of. Uh, super, super cool. If you want to see pictures, uh, go check out anelegantweapon.ca and I, I got pictures that are going to go up there and we're on our Facebook page uh, an elegant weapon on Facebook if you want to go over there and hang out there's a lot of people hanging out I'd love to have you hang out come say hello uh, you know drop a line give us a like we'll like you too if you like us you know lots of likes and lots of love so uh, what's coming up next oh yes of course Mr. Regular Mr. Comic Books himself, Mr. Alfonso Espinos of Studio Comics. He's out of the Cambridge area, yet you'll see him at every comic convention in Southern Ontario that you ever goddamn well go to. Uh, we have a fun time chat. Me and Alfonso. Featuring a cameo from the one and only Dr. Steedle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alfonso Espinos. Where's the maracas? Who's the maracas? maracas? Where's the maracas? Maracas. Look at oh, I'll edit them in later. You like this, eh? Isn't this yeah. fun? It's a nice Look, there's your voice meter, and I'm on one side. Because it's directional and everything. It tells us we're not getting too hot, because we're not going in the red. It's beautiful. Fancy toy, man. <laughs> Fancy toy. Are we it. having a fun weekend? Well, it, this is... Uh, I will say that the people that they put together this show, yeah. they actually step just one right, one, one level up. I oh, think yeah? so. I think You mean so. compared to last year? Well, last year was fun too. It was busy. That's a lot of people. Problem is like the flow of the people. Mm. It's different when you have all your conventions separated in two different places. Right. right. Okay. And I experienced that myself when uh, putting together the Cambridge uh, Comics right. Arts Festival show. Is that the venue allows us to put people within the whole uh, library. But... When you start having people scattered, like a little pocket of people here and a, lot of, a little bit more of uh, people right, right. In, a, in a different section, then the flow becomes a little hectic, yeah, right? Yeah. So then you see people that they go, they go into the first section, they look around and say, oh, this is really nice. And when you finally tell them, hey, there's a second part right there, they like get surprised, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's exactly the same. My show, of course, is a small one, right? right it's only right. 2,000 people. Right. 
in one day. So it's really small, more like a it's community. It's the same idea. You still want a good flow, whatever size but, show, right? But I'm thinking like if my show is small with 2,000 people trying to coordinate and let them know that there's different sections around the, the convention. Right. Think about a show like this one that does like maybe seven, 8,000 people right. in a weekend. How do you manage to flow the people to go to a second floor or a third floor? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So then when do you have all the celebrities and all the famous names down yeah. in the main floor, and then you have all the indie guys and all the comic book guys, and then you have maybe some attractions like the cars generally and all the stuff on the second floor. Yeah. So then how can you direct the people to that second floor? Sure. I'm thinking that that was the first thing that they faced when they were thinking to the planning of this year convention okay. and they find this venue. I mean, I love the venue. It right. was a little hot yesterday. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit hot. Yeah, it was, it was muggy. Right, Fine. Right. I think that this is the first time that the, this it was a lot uh, brighter and more open at least. Yeah. Uh, you know that I, not that I disliked the convention center, oh, yeah. but it was it's very dark and you feel like you're kind of yeah. in the basement. Yeah, and like yeah. you say, very separated. Yeah, I mean, like, little rooms yeah. and everything going yeah. off here. Yeah. I think this th these cons are still a little bit trying to find themselves. Yes, yes. You I know, there's a few little things that escape, like the entrance and the exit is the same curtain is over it? there right at the beginning. Wow. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of flow issues. But overall, I'm far more impressed with this one yes. than I was Niagara. Oh, well, yes. You know, I yes. think they learned a few things from Niagara. There's oh, a yeah. much more exciting vibe here, you think, yeah? Well, I this one right here, one thing that I, I'm loving about this show is the whole fact that it has that feel and taste mm. of a 10-year-ago convention, like a convention that was done 10 years ago, right? Okay. It was small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. not overwhelmed. You yeah. have your fair amount of celebrities. You, yeah. don't, you don't have, like, this big line of big full walls of uh, celebrities one after sure, another yeah. these one right here you have a lot of comic book people you have comic book it's stores. a great lineup of you indie guys yeah. absolutely I mean there's some staples here like yes. you and Shay and Keith Shay. you know it's uh, yes. but then they brought in Mr. Bob Camp which Does is super cool have you talked to him much yet no yet I mean like what? Why be? no I haven't dude I had him on the show yeah. in Motor City and he's the funniest <laughs> guy man he's so well, awesome you gotta well, go over and talk the street. to him He's, huh? just, he's just right here across the yeah, street. Yeah, he's across from you, and you haven't—you got to go introduce yourself, man. Yeah, just yeah. say, "Hey, what's up?" Because yeah. he's very approachable too. I know, really, I know. really nice well, guy. Well, the, the guy that I've been talking to, do you have to talk? Because it's the guy's a legend, right? right. As well, Gerhard. Of course, the the, the yeah, yeah. Cerebus, right? Yeah, so yeah, he participated yeah. on Cerebus as well. Uh oh, so then, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. What, is uh -oh. what is it? What is it? Dr. Stevens showing. Wow! And as we speak the, of Gerhard. Dr. Stevel is displaying yeah, yeah. Us a beautiful rendition of Cerebus yeah. here. That's amazing. Very nice. Doing the, doing the, pinky. the pinky. Doing, doing the, the pinky. pinky. Doing, yeah. the, doing oh, the whole thing. The <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Man. And the ring. That's beautiful. Dude. And you know what? Like with Gehard, it's one of those like rare appearances that he does around You don't him. see? I don't know you if I've ever see seen him in a no, show. No, you know? no, no. It's rare appearances. It's a beautiful. because he needs Facebook. <laughs> the doctor's steering him in that direction to get Facebook. He's not on Facebook at no, all? No, no. So once he gets on Facebook, we can get him at more conventions. Yes. What, about, what about Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. You two couldn't have just said the word Twitter any more differently than each other. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> right? okay. You have Twitter. It makes it sound like a disease the way you say it. <laughs> yes, how do you say it? Twitter. What is that? Montezuma's revenge. What is that? I know Twitter sounds like a like a, you know one of them you know high class feminine coffee things. Hello, I'd like a Twitter, please. A Twitter. 
Or you go, it's like tickling somebody in a place that... Double cream Twitter, please. Yeah. With extra milk, please. Because it sounds like a crazy sex act. I'd like a Twitter, please. Like tickling someone somewhere they shouldn't be tickled. I don't know. Are you enjoying your weekend, Dr. Steven? Dr. having a great weekend. Check out my Twitter. The doctor got to wear Randy Macho Man's WWE Legends ring. Oh, Lanny Poffo brought it? He does. Yeah, he wears it with him. Oh. Show fans. And he actually lets fans, you know, hold it during photos. Wow, that's really cool. That's a, that's a neat thing to have, for sure. Yeah. Also, the doctor found some old photos of the Macho Man coming off the rope fighting The Undertaker from 90s. That would be early. Yeah. And I decided to just hand it to him, and he says his mom would be happy to have those. Oh. Hey, hold on. Sweet. Is this all going on Twitter? Yeah, so then we did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Evidence is photographed. There There's a go. selfie that's for all the people listening. <laughs> Going Wonderful. back. I noticed Bob Camp's missing yes. and uh, Vince is missing. They got me upset. Hmm. No, they got, they got What? Upset. What it, a coincidence. They charge too much for a commission, so yeah. you won't see them anymore. I, I, I'm be, I'm I want to see chairs too. just start <laughs> dropping behind the tables. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mess with the doctor, okay? Just saying. Saying. <laughs> Oh, that can't be a coincidence. Oh, is he back? Oh, I see him coming in. Uh, Sunglasses engaged. Sunglasses fully engaged. His hair messed up? What? Uh, He's got his fedora. Oh, Bob's back. Oh, Bob's back. Yeah, but he's back there. Oh, and there's Bob. Perfect timing. Excellent. It's good times, man. You gotta talk to Gehard. Go and talk to him. He he has... Talk to who? Gehard. Guy from service. Oh, I'll get yeah, there, yeah. man. Yeah, Can man. I? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I can't talk to everybody at once. <laughs> Hold on. We need one director producer here. You're the guest. I'm okay. Just, I'm, yeah. I'm just You're the guest. Yeah, this is my show. Just say. Zip up. Zip Only when he wants to talk to you. Doctor? <laughs> Doctor? Spine. <laughs> okay. Oh, so okay. So when scolded. you're done, you yeah, get, like when you're done, can you get me a coffee, okay, black? Black. Sure thing. Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. That's Dr. Stable. Dr. Stable just got himself a new Mexican. Yeah, well, that's what he, that's what he thinks. But, but no, that's Mexican style. Let's let him think that he's kind of... But yeah, so, wait, you want to mention, like, your comics or something? Oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> by the way. I'm just having fun, man. No, absolutely. By the way. Any, what's new? What's going well, on? Well, we have... We are about to finish the victory. So the book right. is going to be uh, the number five, the last episode of this mini-series of the victory. is going to be shown December, I'm guessing, for fun days. The right. show's coming back. I'm so, so excited for that show. That, that's a good I, show, oh, man. It's a one-day Christmas show. Beautiful. Harley Quinns and, and Santa hats and bells. Beautiful. There was so much. I didn't expect that Christmas spirit yes. would be such a good additive to a con, and it totally was. And, 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 and you know what? The best part for us vendors is really affordable. Yeah. The place gets filled really good. Yeah. And then everybody, toys, comics, all those guys. No panels, no, no workshops, nothing. none of that. Yeah. All of us, we have deals. That's a good thing. That yes. was, that's last year, right? Like yeah. last uh, show of the year, so might as well just yeah. sell everything Which means out. Shay's probably going to give most of his shit away for free because his deals are already a steal right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's selling those three prints, 20 for, bucks for the three. Yeah? That is a steal, you can't man. Beat that shit, no, no, man. No. It's fantastic. What kind of deals you got going well, on? Well, I here? have poster prints on the five bucks. And your prints are super. Super affordable, well, like, amazingly yeah. affordable. I got, I got, I got a one like five prints for twenty. Booyah! 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 Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and your well, prints are awesome, man. Oh, your well, prints thank are you. fantastic. Yeah, I used yeah. to have a few new ones over there. Because um, you could get more for these. I mean, they're not good. You could easily be charging 10 15 I know. You know, you know what? You know? I, I've been told that all the time. But you know what? There's only one thing that I consider all the time. This like today on Sunday that you have a family guy, right? A, a, a guy who brings the whole family. Like, I mean, himself, wife, and two kids. Right. They're already, like, putting... 60 bucks at the entrance, right? 20 right. bucks a pop, then it's 60 dollars to get in. Right. Then with two kids, you have to like give them something, right? Yeah. You have to oh, of course, they can't leave empty-handed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you come yeah. right here. Say like, hey, what do you want to buy? Well, I want to buy a print. Uh, well, guess what? It's 20 bucks a print. Right. Ouch. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then there goes another 40 for that, right? Right. But if you put it like for five dollars, I mean. Does it not help a little bit that when you have your own printing company? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's topic for another well, podcast. You Ladies recently gentlemen. printed yeah. uh, Skeleton AP for Sam Noir and well, Stephanie Lyon. That was a work of love. I love it, man. Okay. I will be, you know what? Especially because like this is their first book that they work together. Yeah. On their own, right? right? Like doing that that. Um, collaboration in both of them right and I see the pages before they were showing up right, right. so then say like oh I have finished one I have finished two so then I was looking a little bit of the uh, the, the pages how as they were working on when I have the whole book for me it was easy to know how to put the whole thing together especially because number one it's a full color book right that's normally what I do is a black and white right and color covers yeah, right? yeah. this one was a full color cover book and I love the whole thing, the finishing of the actual book. I mean, uh, I tried to put the best of the efforts to make sure that the colors shown well, the colors as bright are as the possible. The colors will make it. Yeah, yeah. It pops like crazy. Yes. It's got your signature printing style <laughs> all over it with yeah. the colors. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I know that they were extremely happy. They were doing really well. They have also, I helped them to do like uh, some uh, um, uh, book uh, marks, right. bookmarks, and right some uh, cards, some um, uh, Christmas cards, and all the stuff like that. But I mean, like it's uh, those little things, right? And then again, I mean, if I'm able and I can help to any of my colleagues right here, I mean, I'm ever, I'm pretty much in any other show, right? Oh, you're such a sweet. So man. then, you how many shows have you done this year? At least forty. And it's only like what? Yeah, and it's only September, Oct October. October now, yeah. <laughs> no, I did already like 27 so far. 27. 27, Dude, man. That's insane. What's the yeah. farthest you've gone for a show? I think that this year is going to be... No, I mean like the farthest location. The farthest location here. Well, last year we went to uh, Montreal. No, Quebec City. Okay. Quebec City. I went as far as Quebec City. Right on. That I've still never year. been to Montreal. I really got to check crowd. out Quebec. It's a funny crowd. Yeah? It's a funny crowd. I love it. It's the best one yeah, because yeah. you have a... That, that's the largest collection of Harley Quinn cosplayers that I, I ever seen. Really? Quebec's got Quebec. the record, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's have something People about really Harley. need to start counting. I, I, do. Con, huh, <laughs> I do. I do. The world needs that data. <laughs> yeah. Alfonso. Check, my, check my Twitter. <laughs> I, have the, I have all the photos <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> all right, so okay. victory. The, the victory is going like to be like you like to call it the victory. The victory. The victory <laughs> with a B. You know, if you started using the word fuck every like two or three fuck. words, you would sound exactly like Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. You just don't swear enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in the podcast, but thank you very much. We're going to start yeah. with the rated podcast right, right now. <laughs> so this uh, final issue yep, of the miniseries for the victory comes yep. out at Fan Days. Fan Days. Right. Uh, we have the guy with the crystal skull is completed. The whole series is done. Nice. So we are just like... 
Um, do you much. take submissions? Like, can people submit to you to try to publish something? How does that work? Are you just pure, like, pr- like uh, uh, printing? Like, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, actually like I'm taking submissions. I was taking submissions two years ago. Uh, thing is, like, I got. I'm not lying to you. If I got like maybe two hundred of them. Oh yeah. Like, okay. it, and it wasn't like a month. And I get guys from all over the world, right? right. I get guys from Mexico, Argentina. I get people from all places with all different kinds of products, all different kinds of styles, everything different. The thing for me was to sit down almost for a month wow, to decide which work it's going to be the more suitable with right. the things that we have. So we knew at some point that, for instance, uh, 2010, that was the science fiction based story that we have. Excellent artwork by uh, Jorge Robles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful book. Yeah. Beautiful. And yeah. then we have the second season coming, <coughs> coming right up, right? Okay. But in that time, in that meantime, I thought of maybe what it can fill that little gap that 2010 is going to leave. So that's the reason why we put the guy with the crystal skull. Okay. So we kind of like have the books like scheduled ahead of time. So the other one, that's the reason why the victory is there. We have, of course, uh, victory guy with the crystal skull, Night Spike. We have Aljack City. We have 2010. We have Binion Bot right, as well. Yeah. So we're working with Binion Bot. We have nice. um, uh, Dark Blood. Right? You got but, a lot. Man. Yeah, we have the dark <laughs> We have the producer case. So all of those series, their mini series, are gonna be closing the uh, the chapter next year. So right, and right. there's gonna come the new wave of books that we have. Of course, you ever consider trades? Like would, now that the victory is done, would you collect it? Maybe put it in a trade paperback. Or? We are gonna have a trade. That's already planned. Oh, We're nice. gonna have a trade paperback, but only in Spanish oh, for the Spanish. So market. I have to learn Spanish. Well, what you, you're saying. Sucker, get if the I books. If I want to read them all as one. Get the single right, book. fine. <laughs> Make me piece it all together. Like, I don't own enough comic books, Alfonso. No. Well, I might, I might, I might put together a trade If paper. you want comic books, yeah. kids, you got to check out Studio Comics and Alfonso, one of the leaders in the indie comic community in Ontario oh, here. Thank uh, you. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, my friend. Well, that was just a slice, and thank you very much for the kind words, buddy. Yeah, you can find Alfonso on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> That was fun, wasn't it? Dr. Stevel is fun. It's not a con unless there's a Dr. Stevel experience. So it was nice of him to drop by. Alfonso is so super cool. Check out his stuff. Check out Night Spike. Check out uh, uh, Vinny and Bud. Check out all uh, the cool stuff going on over there at Studio Comics. Press Publishing. All right, who do we talk to next? Oh, returning to the show, another return guest we chatted with. He is uh, one of the driving forces behind Ren and Stimpy. He is cartoonist, he is animator, he is voice actor, he is one hell of a guy, uh, the awesome Mr. Bob Camp. Check it out, talking cartoons with Bob Camp. Good times. What are we up to drawing right now, Mr. Bob Camp? Uh, I'm doing a little con sketch of uh, Stimpy, uh, his arms draped around the history eraser button in Space Madness, and the uh, announcer dude is leaning in, uh, screaming in his ear, Can he do it? <laughs> you know, so great. just a little Ren and Stimpy stuff. So we were chatting yesterday about the piece you were doing where you had Ren and Stimpy in the old war, World War II uh, bomber. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The plane and stuff. And out of that, we were talking about how the cool thing about Red and Stimpy is they're two of those characters that can be put in any situation, in any yeah. episode, without kind of explanation. Well, it's because it's not like a show where it's about, you know, uh, old, mo- old 
Mother Hubbard or whoever lives in a shoe with her kids or anything. It's not, it's not a, a show based in a place. Right. Uh, it's based on two characters and their relationship. Right. Uh, I was thinking about you having said that, and yeah. I, I realized I was like, you know what? It's been so rarely accomplished. Like not since like Looney Tunes type days when you could throw those characters in any situation. Well, it's it's. I think it's a it's stupid to try to make stupid maybe is the right word I don't understand the point of making characters that are always in one place right. uh, unless the place is as big a, an important part of the story then I could get it if it's if it's a story about circus midgets then you got it's got to be in a circus and that's the world but uh, if you got characters that that are just uh, uh, an, uh, an obnoxious dog and a stupid cat and they're in kind of a relationship and they have this character dynamic which is consistent and and all the humor feeds on that because it's like like you watch I Love Lucy uh, you know that Lucy is going to get some stupid scheme and uh, and then this back and forth happens between her and Ricky Ricardo uh, her husband and she plays a trick on him and it backfires and he plays a trick on her and it's really predictable and it annoys the hell out of me but right. <laughs> uh, that, that there's the relationship is is what drives the comedy you know uh, yeah there's no like end goal to, to them they're not like on a mission every week where they have to accomplish no. whatever whatever they're just it's like, telling stories yeah. I, I mean a, a perfectly good example of characters like this is uh, the Three Stooges uh, and you know the Three Stooges may not be your cup of tea, and if and if you don't like the Stooges, well, then you suck. But uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the Three Stooges. It doesn't matter where they are or what they're doing. They're still the Three Stooges. They could be, you know, barbers in the old west or cavemen or Nazis. Right. It doesn't friggin' matter. Uh, it's just about how they, as the Three Stooges, three morons who like slap each other around. Right how they deal with whatever their situation is, you know? Well, what do you think That's where the comedy is on. It's the comedy, is character-based comedy based on the dynamics between funny, mismatched characters. Right. You know? It seems like the animation's really gotten away from that, though. Like, you guys are really, like, Ren and Stimpy was the only real st standout in that style since, like, say, Tom or Jerry or the Looney Tunes, like... You know, I I think people do it. I think, uh, like, Beavis and Butthead had a great character dynamic. They were sort of a lot alike. You know, but, right. but, but, you know, you love them, you know. But when exactly you look at a lot of these new are. stuff, like, say, maybe Adventure Time or, you know, the weird stuff, it's it's almost, can't. it's weird for, like, a weird sake. Do you know what I mean? It the is, Randy yeah. Snippy wasn't like that. Yeah, the, was, the, the rubber arm shows, yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I I hope this doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. I can't get into a lot of those. I can't either. Uh, I, I watched Adventure Time. A friend of mine invited me over to watch it at his house. He says, you're going to love this show. It's great. And he showed me three episodes in a row, and I said, "Oh, damn! Either <laughs> either you turn this off, or I'm either gonna kill you or myself." You know, because I cannot watch another episode of this. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, you're doing? Yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's just not my thing, and I I don't sit around watching cartoons. I really don't. Right, right. I'm not like. Is there anything you're enjoying that's out like it's uh, uh, current? I'm, I'm enjoying doing this, meeting fans, drawing sketches. But there's uh, no like, there's no developing. shows that you've caught maybe recently, cartoons I or saw, animation you're, you're enjoying. I, I saw a couple of episodes of Rick and Morty. Okay. And, and that's a well-made show, and right. it's clearly really well written. 
Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that That's a good one. Uh, what else? I don't know. Oh, yeah? I mean, I... I see there's a lot of nice stuff going on in features and stuff. Um, but it's but it's not quite, uh, it's so opened up now as far as things are either really kiddie or really adult, where Ren and Stimpy yeah. was a bit more kind of, even, St- even if the kids didn't get it, they could have fun watching it. Right? And then they grow up and get it. That was right. the idea. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we didn't, look, the, the cartoons we grew up watching were Warner Brothers cartoons. Those were not made for kids. The idea of making cartoons for kids especially about kids to me is just fucking stupid mm. like the Warner Brothers cartoons we watched were family entertainment right so there was stuff for dad there was stuff for mom there was yeah. stuff for the kids there was stuff for every stuff for the dog yeah you know <laughs> and so it, it was just funny stuff and it was funny guys being funny and making themselves laugh and making cartoons that everybody could enjoy and there were no psychologists standing around going well this is not proper entertainment for a child of that age their delicate <laughs> delicate psychological <laughs> sensibilities are not you know prescribed for you know and you want to yeah. just slap them around oh, yeah. uh, and uh, that's, that's how we learned what was kind of good and bad about the world was look, sorting out those cartoons ourselves right the, like, the idea of controlling the information the kids receive is a new concept right and it's fucking stupid it's stupid because kids are first of all if you have the internet you can forget the idea of controlling what your kids see if they're old enough to know what a button is they're watching porn right right you know so uh, if if you think you can control whatever information is going into their head you're stupid and if you don't think that that the kid your kids are already yeah. watching stuff that would make you faint straight away dead right. you know then you're stupid yeah. you're misinformed and you should pay more attention to what your kids are doing absolutely you know it's uh, sad i watched some of the remakes like the new wabbit looney tunes where they're kind of redoing bugs funny and stuff it's it's not, i can't get anything out of it my kid enjoys it there's nothing there for me anymore you know it's it's because it's because they're they're trying to make a uh, a Chevy look like a Porsche or okay. something, or right. I don't know what it is. They're tr- they're trying to make something that when they don't have any understanding of the the original concept or how it was made, it was an organic thing, you know, like right. Tiny Toons. I worked on Tiny Toons and I hated it. I, I'm surprised you I said ha- you would. I wouldn't think you'd enjoy. No, working no, on no. That. Of course, I was happy yeah. to have a job. And when we hired, when they hired us, they said it's going to be just like. Termite Terrace. It's going to be just like the Warner Brothers cartoons of the 40s. And no, no. it wasn't. It was the producers <laughs> and and uh, the suits were calling the shots creatively. Yeah. And the, the writers were running the show, not the artists. Right. We were just hands. Right, right. You know, and it was, it was a wonderful place because all of the people working there are all now uh, giants in the industry. It was a great crew. A lot of great people came out of that. A lot of them worked on Ren and Stimpy. Uh, some of them work at Pixar now. Uh, oh, really? DreamWorks. They're all all big shots. Do you enjoy the Pixar stuff? The I CGI love it. Animation? I love it. I love it. I think their stuff's great. I think those truly have something for everybody. Still, they the do. Pixar is truly family animation. I I think. I yeah, they take story real seriously, and a lot of the studios, you know, story's not their main concern. But um, I think that they're, they've grown too big, and they. Uh, they become Disney, so they do things like Cars too. Right. And I apologize right. to anyone no, who worked yeah. on that movie. I <laughs> hope I don't offend you by saying I didn't enjoy Cars too. Uh, 
but uh, I've worked on plenty of movies that I'm ashamed of, so I, right. I get it. Right. Uh, but uh, it wasn't, it, it was just like, it was like a knockoff. Oh, it, yeah. it, it was a reason to make more toys. It was a reason to make more toys yeah. and money. It was yeah. clearly, the decision was one about, you know, hey, we got to plug into this franchise, you know, which mm-hmm. is okay, but, you know, you go from, you go from, uh, uh, you know, breaking the mold or reinventing the mold to fitting into it, you know. But I can't really judge anybody, and I don't like to. Uh, like I said, I've worked on movies that uh, I'm not real proud of uh, or projects, uh, but sure. I was proud of the time I spent working with the creative people I worked with and, right, and, our, right. and, and that process and just getting to know them. Uh, and there's nothing, there's nothing better. Right, yeah, that. yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure you've worked with some amazingly talented people over the years. You know? I, I've worked with the best, the yeah. best of the best, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty lucky that way. But uh, I don't know. Right, right. I don't, I'm not so judgmental about the uh, cartoons I see anymore because I, I realize that, you know, you don't, you don't have a lot of control over how things come out. Right. Uh, you're, There's a lot it, more room for more stuff, too, right? Yeah, I... I think if you really want to see anything that's new or interesting or fun, uh, look look to f- what's happening in other countries. You know, s- go look at the film festivals. Right on. Look at look at what's out there. You know, right, right, um, right. and uh, look on the internet. You know, there's a lot of independent animators out there doing some great stuff. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, let me just ask you. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but. Uh, because we're here in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaxman we were talking about yesterday. Right. Uh, and you informed me of who, in fact, sang the song. Oh, well, um, John Kay and I wrote the song. And uh, when uh, we, we recorded this, the, the song, the singing, uh, Billy West sang Stimpy's part. I sang Ren's part. And the, all the chorus in the background was the L.A. Gay Men's Chorus. So awesome. That's and they were, they were awesome. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that was actually, it sounds like a hundred guys, it's four guys. Really? Like, yeah, singing multiple parts. Okay. And overlapping and, and, and you know, sure, sure, and layering, sure. layering in the, the music. But uh, That's amazing. That yeah. was, uh, you know, our Much Music, it's like our MTV here. Right. Uh, they played that video constantly, like probably every half hour, like... All day long for that whole year that that came out. It's funny as hell too. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we really took to it here because you know Canadians. It's kind of like you know we're the we're the little little brother, the underdog who always wants okay. attention, right? I'm gonna so finish. It's, it's fun to get it. Since you're on this particular cartoon, I'll finish with a story about it. Okay. So uh, there's a scene in the cartoon where the 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 uh, uh, you see all the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaxman hats fly up in the air. And they're spinning up in the air, and you hear Yahoo, whoopee, hoo. Right. You hear a lot of hooping and hollering, and uh, we we sort of told uh, the guys at Carbuncle Cartoons, the great Canadian animation studio that did all the best Ren and Stimpy's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bob Jakes and Kelly Armstrong. Uh, they they put a surprise in the scene for us, so and we didn't know what was going to be there. So as stuff's flying up, a human intestine comes flipping up in the air pulls back and shoots a turd out of it with a cigar band around it like a shotgun you know and it's right in the center of the screen and you can't miss it and we we like lost our minds we just went ape shit like oh my god it's the funniest thing we'd ever seen oh that's beautiful and so 
uh, we thought, well, we're going to be, we, this is going to get cut out. Right. We, we got it. What, what can we do? So they premiered it at an animation festival in Ojai, California. And uh, I'm sitting in the front row in the theater next to the producer, Vanessa Coffey. And so the scene, the, the scene's running, it's coming, it's coming. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What am I gonna... I'm thinking, should I like just stand in front of her, put my hand over her <laughs> eyes or whatever? So at the last second, I nudged her with my elbow and she looks at me and I go, isn't this great? It's really funny, right? She goes, oh yeah, it's really hilarious. And then so she looks back and the cartoon goes on and I'm like, yes, she nice didn't see it. Nice timing, right? <laughs> so they, they ran the cartoon. It got on the air, you know. Nice. And so... Uh, Clever uh, boy, you. <laughs> yeah, so years and years later, a couple of years ago, we're in New York City at this big event for Nickelodeon, and it's like televised, and there's people on stage, and this it's a big, big thing, you know? And I see Vanessa Coffey there, and I hadn't seen her in many years. And so I told her that story, and she just kind of got this, like, look on her face, like, what? Uh, like, what? She goes, I saw it. <laughs> I go, you didn't. She goes, yeah, I saw it. And I said, but, but... She says, I let you get that oh. on the air. I let you. So I had to give her a big hug, you know. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. yeah, that's, that's cool. fun. That's it's a great cool. Story for so that, she, she, she knew we were funny assholes right. and yeah, she yeah. let us be that, you know. Yeah, it was always about the fun and the funny with you guys. And, uh, yeah. you know, thanks for coming to Canada again sure. because, you know, you're so gracious with your time and your stories. People love seeing you. So, yeah. Greatly appreciate it, sir. Thank you Thank so you. much. All right, man. Take care. Goodbye. Oh. Oh. That was so good, Stampy. Ah, oh, Bob Camp, what a swell guy. Go meet him if you can. Really, really super cool, down-to-earth, nice guy. Got lots to say, lots of cool opinions, uh, and he sticks by those opinions. Uh, gotta respect a guy like that, uh, at least if you agree with his opinions, I guess. I don't <laughs> Next up, uh, an individual who's been making waves in the area on a comic book called Auric of the Great White North. Uh, I've heard a lot about this guy. Uh, hooked up online uh, but this is the first time I've gotten a chance to meet him uh, Mr. Andrew Thomas very very talented artist does a lot of cool prints uh, as I said Oric of the Great White North uh, and he does a lot of cool stuff and I finally got to meet him and chat with him here's that chat booyah Mr. Andrew Thomas it's wonderful to meet you finally dude how are you? Uh, very very good how are you enjoying the show? It's been great. Yeah, yeah. good times. Meeting a lot of great uh, new people and uh, seeing some old faces, right some old friends, and uh, couldn't be happier. Right. Um, whereabouts are you stationed? Where are you at? I am from Mississauga. You are from Mississauga? Yeah. We're right whereabouts? Uh, right around the Square One area. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm writing Clarkson. So oh, there you go. the L5J representing. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know you were right in the hometown there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean... How long have I been doing this show? It's still getting to meet local people around who are accomplishing great things. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 So what's your story? How did you get into this whole comic book art thing? Well, funny enough is uh, after high school, I went to college for uh, video game design. Really? Yeah. I had a thing for, for games at the time. And um, after I graduated, I just decided that the, the love for illustration and pencil and paper was greater than than the love for making video games. So um, comics have, has always been a big thing in my life, and uh, I decided just to turn to that and start um, and just start creating. And uh, you know, it, again, it all comes back to the to the love of the, the feel of the pencil to paper. Right. Uh, mind you, I, I do a lot of things traditional. Uh, I mean, um, I do a lot of things digitally now. 
but uh, it's still it's just that that feeling that I have the direct uh, the, the direct line between me and what you know what comes sure. out what comes out of the, the out of the hand. Been a drawer? Did it come? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I have been drawing, doodling, all that kind of stuff since I was six, seven years old. You know, I would always buy stacks of paper. I would always waste you know the the sheets off of the uh, off the printer. Right. Nice, nice. What were your influences growing up? Well, I. I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan in, uh, in the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still am, I guess. But uh, I used to love drawing Goku, and I used to love drawing those characters. And then I was, I was also big into Pokemon as well. And uh, so I used to uh, read a lot of those, uh, the mangas as well. And uh, and then Batman. It was always, it was always, always Batman growing up. Yeah. Come on, the cape. How do you not draw oh, the cape? Exactly. Right? So. Uh, in high school, and that's when I started really get, uh, getting into the into the graphic novels and starting reading the good Batman stories. You know, how right. Long Halloween, Killing Joke, all those. And then once I started developing, you know, this newfound love for comics, that's when I started expanding and, and reading uh, uh, other books. Like now, I start reading uh, indie other indie books like uh, like Chew, which is right. one of my favorites. Great I started getting into uh, Invincible recently. Nice. That's a fantastic book. So uh, it's it just. There's certain something about these these comics that really call to me, and I just love you know right, just love yeah. reading them. Yeah. Well, your stuff that you're working on these days is greatly you know a part of Canadian comic book culture. Yes. How did that come into play? Um, it really started uh, you know uh, last year um, when I was contacted by Davis Dewsbury, who's the writer on Oric, and he contacted me to uh, to attend the Northern Ontario Expo up in Timmins, and uh, I. And uh, you know, without a hesitation, I said, "Yeah, absolutely, I'd love to come uh, to come participate at the show." And I brought up the idea. I said, "Well, can we do an? Ex- you know, can I do some sort of an exclusive for you guys? You know, you know, something that uh, uh, something you know, unique and, and fresh." And, and uh, he says, "Yeah, what do you have in mind?" And I'm like thinking, "Well, you know, what, what, about, what about a superhero? What about maybe a mini comic?" And he says, "Well, we already have." We have a mascot, and that's that was Oric, and Oric was originally designed by Mike Ruth. Uh, oh, I, th- really? I think the I year. Didn't know that Mike originally designed. Yeah, him. Mike. He was the original okay. concept artist for uh, for Oric. It was the mascot for the show. Right. And we decided to take uh, this co- the character and turn it into uh, into into a comic. Oh, so that's we cool. so Davis uh, came up with this this uh, this fresh new mythology for this for, for this guy, and. Um, once we were starting to announce it, that York was getting his his uh, uh, own comic book, um, we just got the uh, the uh, such a fluster of uh, of media attention, and uh, it was it was amazing how how many people were interested in oh, yeah. learning about this character, this this you know this this character from Northern Ontario of all places. Um, so you know, Davis did some interviews with uh, with CTV News, CBC Radio, um, the the newspapers, the local newspapers up there in Timmins. You know, are always plugging uh, everything that we do. So it, it, it's been uh, an absolute um, thrill just to just to contribute into this ever growing uh, community that is Canadian comics because. You know, everybody agrees that we are getting into this resurgence, and this all has to do with Captain Canuck. Yeah. You know, now once they, they rebooted that and they brought that animated series back, um, everybody wanted to jump in, saying, "Hey, if he can come back, then then we can build this this community." You can bring Canuck back. You can bring. Y- yeah, yeah, you can do this anything. Can be done for sure. So, and then so after the uh, with the with the launch of uh, of Oric, um, 
and all the attention that we've got, it was so well, well received that we decided to continue it and do a regular series. Right. So that's when we went to Kickstarter for issue one, and then uh, and then after that came out, and then we went right into issue two, and then here we are. Awesome, <laughs> man. That's fantastic. That's a great it's uh, a great gig to pick up, you know, representing the country like that. It's what we need more of. But also your uh, what you call it, parody print work. Yes. <laughs> in a way, I guess is. Uh, is fantastic too. Uh, this print you did the Charlie Brown print. Uh, I saw that online for Stranger Things. It's fantastic. Thank How's you. it done this weekend? It's been doing very it's, well. I would yeah. think so, man. Did you, I guess you enjoyed the show. You were, oh, very much yeah, so. Yeah, 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 my wife and I we we sat and we watched it, and uh, it was it was uh, it was new, but at the same time it was very familiar as well because it had yes. that, it had that eighty horrors vibe to it, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, um, yeah. It's been it's been it's been cool just to see people how, how they how they react because when it comes to my mashups and, and things like um, first and foremost it has to make me laugh right. if it, it makes me laugh then chances are it'll make other people laugh right so uh, I'm always thinking about you know what 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 would I like to see and then that's sure. that's where it comes from well yeah. to be honest you cornered something that I thought would be all over the place I thought people would be picking up on you know Stranger Things type prints. Yeah, different things all over the place. You're I've the seen only one I've seen so far. I think do one. I've seen a couple at like maybe a fan expo or anything okay, like that. Right but on, uh, right but it, no, no, I guess the show is fresh, so I guess it, it, there's gonna some time until you, you see it all, all over right. the place. But. Well, there was one Eleven cosplay here yesterday. I saw that. I got a picture of her, so that was super rad to Actually, see. Actually, I saw another another one, and it was a, it was a guy dressed up as Eleven. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I'm like, hey, why not? Hey, yeah, sure. That's your. That's your deal. That's that's fantastic. And you got the Five Nights of Freddy's prints here. Oh yes, which are awesome. I'm gonna have to take some home to my boy there. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Right? It is. I mean, I stumbled on it randomly. I think I was just reading some creepy pastas about just different things, and uh, and I stumbled on. They said, "Oh, check out this haunted Chuck E. Cheese type game." And I'm like, "What's that mean?" Yeah. So I re- uh, I start watching the the playthroughs, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this game is terrifying." Yeah. Yeah. And, and then once, um, and earlier on this year, I think at the uh, Toronto Comic Con, or I think it was the year before, I can't remember, I started doing sketches of the characters. And then uh, these kids, and they, they, they pass by the table, they see the characters, and then they're like, oh, hang on a second. And they bring all the other other friends, and then awesome. it's like, oh, look, it's Five <laughs> yeah. Nights at Freddy's. And then yeah. it was crazy. Well, so it's not around too much. It's no, hard to find stuff. At least to do no, it. it's, a, it's a lot bigger now than it is when it first came out, because right. in terms of merchandising and, and art and this right. and that. Um, well, Niagara Falls Comic Con, my kid uh, was bugging me to find something. And I couldn't even find a plushie or a toy or anything in Niagara yeah, Falls. Yeah, they, they, they were, uh, at least at the time, they were, they were pretty hard to come by, but now you can find them almost anywhere. Almost. He's five, and he loves this shit. And I hear, I don't get, he was trying to describe it to me, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Because he says <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's, and it's a horror thing or something. I just start mm-hmm. thinking Freddy Krueger automatically, right? Exactly. I'm like, what are one, you watching, would, yeah, kid? Naturally. Show me some of this, right? So, uh, it's cool, though. It's harmless enough. I think they like it, you know? Um, Mississauga Comic Expo. I will be there. You will be in attendance. I will, yes. Uh, as now I know an actual Mississauga resident. Yes. Which is very, very cool. Actually, it's, it will be just a five-minute drive for me just to get yeah, there. Nice. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll be about ten minutes. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's, uh, 
going to be a good show. So where can people check out Auric of the Great White North? Well, we have our website, which is greatnorthcomics.com. Right. And that has the store for all the, the books, all the variants, uh, all the info on Auric that you need. Uh, we're also very heavy on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Auric, O-T-G-W-N. Right. And, uh, and then, yeah, I'm, then I'm plugging away also on Instagram as well. Very nice. Uh, kids, uh, check out Andrew Thomas. Check out Oric. Check out all this cool stuff that he's doing. Come on out to the Mississauga Comic Expo, October 21st, 22nd. Meet the man himself, as I have finally gotten to do. Andrew, very cool. We'll get you back on the show sometime. We'll, we'll have a full hour chat. Sure. Going up proper. Thanks Sound for good? having me. Absolutely. Anytime. It's a pleasure to talk, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay, now we're going to round things out with two of your uh, wacky zany uh, regulars uh, who are always showing up on this show often. This individual, he makes books with his mama. That's right, children's books with his mother, Amy Grichow. They have a good time indeed, making wonderful books for the children. Who thinks of the children? Keith thinks of the children. But he also thinks of me by making a really, really cool comic called Saltwater. Space, sci-fi, time, you got to hear all about it. Check it out. Saltwater, my conversation with Mr. Keith Grichow, by the way, who is in Iceland right now. Today is actually Thanksgiving here in Canada, and he's in Iceland over there doing stuff on vacation uh, with his wifey stuff. So I hope you're having a good time over in Iceland there, Keith Grichow. But if you miss him, here's a little Keith Grichow from Hamilton. Keith Grichow, how's your arm not falling off? Uh, well, I just think of the guy who plays Big Bird. And he's been holding his arm above his head for the last 40-something years. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I think uh, if he can do it, I can do it. Have you seen the documentary, I Am Big Bird? That's what I'm talking tears. about. Yeah. Tears, eh? Yeah. Just tears, like flowing out of my face like waterworks. Yeah. It was, it was such a good documentary, man. The yeah. way it was pieced together and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, with Jim Henson. and. Tell the people what you've been holding up for two days. Oh, my one of my children's books, probably. The one that my mom wrote and I illustrated on a planet named Up in the Sky. I, no matter how many times you say it, I can't help but think adorable every time uh, you say that you and your mom made a book together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is very cute, I That's guess. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. So you've done all right? You've been pulling, pulling a lot of the families in? Or? Yeah, I think so. It seems uh, people have... Uh, actually, it's probably what I've done best with this weekend is my children's book. So right lots of families, yeah. definitely. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's good. How many are now? There's, you got two or three out? Three out. Three out. Yeah. Nice. And do they connect or are they all individual stories? They're individual stories, but they do connect. So okay. it's kind of a bit of both. Are there like, is there the same character in each? Or? Same characters, but they go on a different adventure and okay. they learn a different lesson. Um, you don't have to get uh, any of them in any particular order, right. but there definitely is a progression and only in the sense that the first one I worked on, I think uh, we, we kept the story somewhat simple and then as I've drawn subsequent books, I've wanted to make it a little bit more interesting for myself, so the, the compositions and the stories have been a little bit more complicated so I would say the latest one the third one above a planet um, is probably for older kids whereas the first one is probably better for younger Okay. Right yeah. on. Very cool. Um, that's that's awesome for the kids and you and your mom. But no kids are listening to this fucking show. So we're gonna talk about this. Oh, salt water. Because salt water is yeah. fucking rad. Yeah. I haven't paid attentionly read it read it through yet, but yeah. I skimmed it yesterday. But 
just the premise. Uh, well, first of all, cover's great. Oh yeah, man, uh, thank you. Cover's fantastic. Uh, you know, even the uh, the font here, something you don't see too often. You went with a bottom well title I, there, on the front page. Yeah, and there's yeah. a story behind that. Originally, it actually. So I'll just describe the cover since this is audio, not video. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was a uh, astronaut floating in space but the head was towards the top of the cover as well as the logo and it looked cool but okay it, so yeah it's more like that. yeah you okay. turn it around on on its head and then you can see what I'm right. talking about uh, and I was uh, in Emerald City at the Emerald City Comic Con a couple years ago and a bunch of us were, were just having pints and uh, Gibson Quarter right. who does uh, undertow uh, he was looking at it, he's like what if you like turn it around? I think I think like what you you have here is pretty cool, but I think if you were to turn it on its head, it would be a little bit more interesting. And and we we all did it. We all like collectively were like, oh, <laughs> right. And that's so that's really yeah yeah. So that's really due to Gibson. And and then because I turned it around, I I thought you know what? I think I'm going to put the logo on the bottom as well. And I like it. Um, though. I love it. It sticks out. You know? Yeah. Um, tell the people the amazing synopsis of this oh. story. What a great idea you came up with. So it takes the idea of what if we had uh, colonized Mars in the 50s. Now this colony uh, is somewhat thriving until the 60s when they are cut off from the Earth. And for all intents and purposes, they think the Earth has been destroyed by an asteroid. Cut to 40 years later, they get a message from the Earth. And that's where the story begins. So stylistically, the, they are still stuck in that 50s, 60s era look technology while the rest of the world is kind of modernized. Right. So that's where the story is going to look. And, awesome. and Yeah. That's awesome. It reminds me a bit of the idea of, uh, what, was that? what was that movie called with Brendan Fraser, Blast from the Past? Oh, yeah, yeah. When they're that's like right, the 50s yeah. family who gets stuck in their bunker because they think the earth's bombed up. I love that, man. Yeah. It's like fish out of water, but fish in the water it should have been in, but not, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's what's really cool about it is it takes place on this colony, and it's about how they're dealing with the all of a sudden realizing that the Earth has been around, and what happened, and all these people have conflicting feelings, because some people, generation has had no idea about the Earth other than what they were taught, and some of the astronauts are still around the older ones are still around who lived on earth so right, there's right, a lot of right. conflict how many generations has passed like are there just like the first set of kids who didn't live on earth or are there uh, kids and parents who didn't live on Earth? yeah kids and parents so oh, it's so. it's been uh over 40 years so okay, okay. yeah you're, you're dealing with at least one generation the the first generation of of kids were just born maybe a couple years after the colony was um, colonized okay. and then you have another generation they're yeah okay. they're yeah right so on. that's a cool idea man yeah. how did that come to mind um well Mitch Cook who wrote it he initially came up with the idea because he was tired of so i get this isn't really a spoiler but um, it, it's it's not in an alien invasion story, although it does involve aliens, this, this book. So because he was kind of tired of these alien invasion stories that were all about the aliens wrecking havoc on Earth and people fighting back, and he just didn't think that that was something he, he 
it's been done to death. And he had an idea of, well, what if we were telling a story really that, yeah, there is an alien invasion, but it's really not about that. It's about how people react to living in, a, in, in an environment that's essentially like living on an island or something like that, right, where they're right. cut off from society and they, they you know, you, you have to deal with, with technology uh, failing, th- things, um, you know, being in harsh climate right. while trying to survive and thrive and, um, yeah. Goddamn Daleks! Yeah, they're always they're always That's getting a great in the story. way. Uh, Mitch Cook, what else? Has he done anything else? Like, well, we we did Concrete Martians together oh, as well. Okay, That's yeah. awesome. Good times, man. Sweet. And uh, the Saga Comic Expo, you are going to be there? No, no, no. I you swore you were announcing you were going to be there. Nope. No? I'm. I think that's what in a couple weeks. Yeah, twenty first, twenty second. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not around. Oh, well, uh, I apologize. That's for okay. People hyped up about that. Sorry. I thought yeah. everyone I knew was going to be at that show. Nope. No, nope, I'm so, not. Well, what's coming? My God. <laughs> um, what's coming up next for you? Well, the Artocon, which actually I think it maybe is the that's same. That's like very soon, isn't it? It's the same weekend. Is uh, it's the twenty third. Oh, right. So it's on. actually yeah. And this is one of Steve's shows, right? Steve Buckley, I believe. No, no, this is Jade, no? Jade Dragon. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they're they're they did it once before, a couple of times, and okay. they're bringing it back for. Um, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, this they're going to be their last year doing it. But yeah, so it's it's a local art show, but I know the the guys that run it or that are running it, and um, very cool. Yeah. Uh, where can people get Saltwater? Uh, right now we've got it. Uh, let's see, Stadium Comics has some. Uh, we just premiered it, so I, I haven't toured the, the comic book shops right. too much. Probably put some in Paradise uh, December. Um, right now, you can get them from me. Uh, you just have to contact me at kgrachow at hotmail.com uh, or uh, mitchcook at hotmail.com, I believe. Right on. Uh, or you go to kikamikacomics.com. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. People, please check it out. Uh, congratulations, man. I think it's an absolutely fantastic book. I can't wait to read it a little more thoroughly. Uh, you will not see Keith Grichow at the Mississauga Comic Sorry. Expo. Nope. But you will see him at Articon if you want to do that. That's happening in Burlington, isn't it? Yeah. Holiday Inn, Burlington, 3063 South uh, Service Road. Go there by go. there and uh, take your little children. And they'll enjoy Keith and his mommy's books. Uh, Keith, as always, it's a pleasure, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Can people hear us shaking hands? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, Keith. Such a cute little guy. Just want to hug him, cuddle him, put him, put him in your pocket and stuff. Uh, let's round things out with someone super, super special. Ladies and gentlemen, the Joe Schuster Award-nominated creator of the Homeless G-Men and many other fine titles. Ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Mr. A. Shay Han. Okay, Shay, be funny. Hot damn. <laughs> I'm working on this commission. I got... I gave this girl a deal because I'm a nice guy, just so I could keep drawing because there's nothing else to do right now but draw. It's turning out well, though. Lady Titania. Lady Titania. Titania. Gargoyles. The gargoyles. I do not remember this character. Me neither. But I remember the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. This is all the Star Trek people. (laughs) Jonathan Frakes as the evil industrialist who moves the castle. <laughs> I remember the first episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the shit happened after. Were they just trying to get home? Like, what were they? 
No, they were lost through time, I think. No, no, they were the guardians of this castle. Okay. And Jonathan Frake's character moved the castle to New York. So what made them come alive again? They come alive at night. But they hadn't for like a thousand years, I thought. Yeah, because the castle... They were guarding the castle, and then when the castle got moved, that's what brought them back. Right. So I guess that Jonathan, number one... Was the villain? Yeah, yeah. Marina Sirtis was like his girly pal. Was she on that too? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I think there was a few. Uh, Michael Dorn might have made an appearance. That looks great, man. Yeah, not bad. No, it turns out well. What a guy can do in your colors. Twenty minutes. I like using the all of my colors. colors. Kabow, kabam! Look at those. Do you dream oh. in like a rainbow of river watercolor colors? I mostly dream that I've forgotten something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my consistent dream. It's like, what am I doing? Well, what was that yesterday? You were doing the the guile. Yeah, <laughs> one little section above his leg. You're like, what is that? Yeah, what does that look like? To you? Is that a shirt or his pants? <laughs> Let's say shirt. I really didn't have the time to go into it, so I mean, we made an executive decision. We said it was a shirt. Awesome. And we colored it in. So it's been a good weekend overall. I've had a lot of fun. It's Alas. been great having you as my my booth babe. Oh, it's been fun to hang out, man. Yeah. Thanks for uh, doing me a solid and getting my ass in here yesterday. We don't take care of Jason Clark. Hey, Who's going to take yeah, care of him? Yeah, it's right? not a party without the pod people. Exactly. And I've gotten to thoroughly break in my uh, brand new H6 Zoom handy. Nice recorder. job, Stan. Yes, Stan. Nice job. Nemesis Studios, soon enough. Gotta love the Stan. The rejected... The Rejected, coming from Source Point Press, from Millie via Michigan to eventually here, hopefully. So we love Stan. I can't pronounce your last name. Kanapka. Kanapka. It's not that hard. Just think I didn't want to do it wrong. I you got to think wanna... of the Ganaps and the Smurfs. Ganaps, I, I didn't want to say Ganapka. it wrong and then get busted by him when I finally meet him. So. Hey, well, he's the only other individual on the earth who I think has earned the moniker of Stan the Man. He is a the man. man himself. True man. Because we all love the, the Stan. True man can't of wait comics. to... Uh, Get those bastard kids up here. And how many times? You've heard me yelling at them for years. Come to Canada. Make some damn money. And they're all like, oh, yeah, I still want to come. And they still don't get their asses You're not going to make any money in Canada. We're going to come to you. Nice. That's We're ridiculous. Gonna to you We're going to invade Michigan then. Yep. Motor City. Just We're take hitting over Motor City thing. hard. Alfonso! <laughs> Alfonso's giving us that, that good old wave from yeah. across the way. What a nice lineup, though, eh? Time to go. Because right here on the edge, we've got Shay, Keith Grichow right beside Gerhard on the other side. The gentleman Gerhard. Bob Camp on the other side of that. Coolest man in the chat with Bob. Coolest man in the building. Oh yeah, and then we got uh, Tom Cook next to him, filmation animator director. Worked on the Masters of the Universe, dude. Bloody He-Man. I got one of his original He-Mans at home. That's amazing. Oh yeah, totally cool. Right across from him is uh, the Studio Comics crew. You know? You gotta love Alfonso. Yeah. He's, he's if you want to talk moving and shaking. Oh, yeah, man. That guy can move, yeah. he can shake, and he shimmies as well. Nice, nice. And it's a bit of a Latin shimmy it as is. well. It is. So it's a it's spicy, spicy day. It's smooth and spicy. Sometimes it is. he has a scarf in his mouth <laughs> when he does it. Well, I love I was kind of bugging him because he's got the book The Victory. Which uh, he just completed the series, but if you ask him, it's the victory. The victory. The victory. The victory. <laughs> oh, he's adorable we love and that awesome guy. and and there super wouldn't cool. be good cons without Alfonso being here. I think he said he did, he's done 27 this year 27. so far. I didn't think there were that many around. I thought, I thought I was close to him because yeah. I've done a bunch. 
Yeah. And he's like 27. I was like, shit. I think I'm at 16, maybe. I think I trust you when you say that you're going to try to do some stateside cons more than most of the people that I'm hearing. Rochester, Buffalo, Philly. Detroit, Rock City, Philly and the Philadelphia. Yeah. All four of you guys are on my radar. I'm coming down there next year. I'm Same bringing. The thing here is them not. I don't know. There's a weird cross border scare of people on both sides. I don't get it. I'm coming down, the only man. one who's up here every I'm going to hang with Fosgit, Kanabka, Bob Sally. Nice. You name it. I'm the coming Bob, to see you, homeboy. Bob Sally added a bat. I'd like to do Boston Comic Con. Yeah. That'd be fun. I've never been to, ever been to Boston. I have been to Boston. Really? You, Is it cool? There's a, you, well, if you're as a tourist, you do you walk up and down a lot of cobblestone streets. Right. You do the history tour. Nice. And you're like, my feet hurt in Boston. That's what I'd say about Boston. Okay. Your feet hurt by the end of it. a lot of ships? Nice port area. Yeah, ships. there's some... Folks, they have an amazing modern art museum that is uh, a must-see down by the water. Well worth. What'd you go down for? My wife and I just went down to hang out. For a trip? Yeah. Just, hey, let's go to Boston. Comic artists can go places that, yeah, and not have to exhibit it. I just don't understand why when people, when people go someplace that has nothing to do with work, that place will sometimes not have a beach and free boots. Yeah. And I, I don't get that. Oh, we do the Cuba. You know, you know well, you got to do the Cuba. Do the Cuba. I, I, Cuba was great and beautiful and the cleanest place I've ever been, but the most anti-marijuana place I've ever been. That's no good for it you. Was, yeah, it was the one place that it was like not even a thought. Like there was this one guy I talked to, he's like, you come back to my house in Havana with me. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay right here. Are you, yeah, why yeah. do you want me to come back yeah. with you, sir? Yeah, that's why are you offering me? I should think I'll stay on the resort, but a beautiful place, beautiful people. There'd be like an army of guys out there cleaning the beach every morning. Those two museums are great too. The National Museum in Havana is amazing. Amazing. Nice, nice. I really enjoy it. I talk a lot about museums because I'm like an art guy. That's cool, man. I do museums art. are good, you know. Yeah. My kid just went on What's a really great trip to the ROM recently. Had yep. a great time. Saw the Chiluli. What was great in the Cuban museums is that they don't want you to take pictures, but half the people who are the security people there are asleep. Nice. <laughs> so I'm standing there taking pictures of the stuff. That's why I feel and bad. And the person's uh, having a lovely little snooze in nice. the chair. I hope that David Prowse, Dave, Darth Vader yep. over there. Did he fall asleep at his he table? Did, no, he spends all day with his hand in front of his face so people can't take his picture. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. He literally that. stands like this with his hand like a foot from his face, just blocking everybody because you're going to make money, money, make money, yeah, money. money. You know Finally met Mr. Andrew Thomas. I love that guy. I bust his nuts on, on Facebook all the time. It's a long-running joke that Andrew Thomas has to bring sandwiches to every convention, and he never does. Like, Andrew, where, I'll the, join that party. where are the sandwiches? Where are the sandwiches, man? Pints and Pages. Yes, sir. Volume 2. November 12th, Saturday, 3 to 7 p.m., Backroom of the Cameron House. Me, Mike Ruth, Sonia Anwar, Megan Carter, uh, Ricky and Shane, the right. Black Hole Hunters. Nice. Aaron Feldman, Aaron Ong. Keith Grichow, maybe one more person. That's cool, man. That's that some of the finest indie books there. you're ever going to see. Dude, I had a great time last time. It was Thanks a blast. Thanks for me come and pod that shit out. Aaron Broverman's birthday. Yes, Happening and also the, the Rat G guys. Yep, the uh, Rat G homies. They're talking about coming by, so uh, maybe we'll have one of the tables. Might have to be a bit of a podcast microphone setup. Well, what we're going to need is actually we're going to need some tables. Actual <laughs> we need, tables? We need more tables. I got, uh, this is not interesting pod fodder, but I do have one of those big gray, like, full tables. We need one of them. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just bring a sweet a, hat. Uh, BYOT, man. 
Bring your own table. <laughs> Someone's got a car and a table. It'd be like a Chip Zdarsky style thing. You totally. know? If you, you don't bring your con with you and set it up there. If right? you don't have a table and are exhibiting, you can still come. But if you do have a table <laughs> and are hanging out, you get to pick where you want to put your table. Awesome. That's the Cameron House on Queen Street. Queen and I Spadina. Just east of Spadina. West. Or sorry, no, just west of Spadina. Right. One right. block west of Spadina. Good times. A very cool old bar, ancient building. Yes. That was once some sort of vaudevillian theater. It's always a men's thing. hostel, a hotel, yeah, yeah, a bar. It's yeah. been open. It's some been sort forever. of speakeasy from back in the day. It still is. Yeah. So that's exciting, man. That's uh, that's going to be a good t- time. Look at this guy. Look at this son of a bitch. Look at this just, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, what are you doing, here, son of a here, bitch? Man. What you come to see us for, man? You're away from your it's just such a pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> Mr. Che. I always. <laughs> I love my Mexican fans. Shit out of shit. Alfonso just wants his uh, Joe Schuster Award nomination. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm no. sure it'll come eventually. If he sends his books in. No, it is. No, it is like actually quite like I, I was pretty surprised and pretty happy with Shay because like. Pretty surprised. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised in the sense that it is. You don't expect that. No, for sure. Yeah. And then suddenly you see yeah, the nomination. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is quite amazing. Yeah. So that. Well, I like when things aren't yeah. voted on. I like that it's a jury. It is. Which means it wasn't like all your fans just liking you most. There was a bunch of professionals sitting around, yeah. actually critiquing things properly, being like, who deserves sure what? to be yeah. recognized for this, right? And so, I'm quite happy for you. Thank I'm you. always yes. saying we're all thrilled for you, Shay. It's a we're wonderful. We're down to the last nine seconds of uh, recording. Ladies and gentlemen, say goodbye, Alfonso and Shay. Later. That's, Bye. Uh, Hamilton Comic Con 2016. And there you go. There you have it. My conversation with Shay. I'd like to thank Shay in particular for allowing me to be his booth babe on Saturday and spending the evening with me at Gallagher's Pub, drinking pints, uh, sharing insights, and eating tacos. It was good times. You're good people, Shay. You're good people. I'd also like to extend my thanks to Roxana and James and uh, the whole crew over there at Hamilton Comic-Con. Keep moving on up. Keep moving forward. You guys are doing great. You're on the right path. I had a super, super good time this year. Um, So, you know, keep it going. Keep it rolling. Uh, Until the next time. Um, Oh, one final thing I should mention that I didn't mention. Pints and Pages, Pints and Pages 2, that's happening at the Cameron House, uh, November, is it November? Yes, November 15th, yes, I think, something like that, Pints and Pages, we're going to be at the Camera House, it's on uh, Queen Street, just west of Spadina, and basically there's going to be a whole bunch of local creators there, making comics, talking comics, and getting drunk in what was uh, once a really cool old theater show house, and is now a really cool little bar, so come on out. Have some pints. Uh, check some pages. That's where we'll be. I'll talk a lot about it more next time, but that's all we're going to have this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy.